You are now listening to the Rose of Sharon Church podcast. It is our prayer that God challenges your heart during this week's message. If you would like to let us know what God is doing in your life, please email us at rostnshare at gmail.com. We're glad you're here. Welcome home to Rose of Sharon Church. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. If you have it, look at verse 1 this morning. And one more time, just for the fun of it, stand to your feet in honor of the Lord this morning. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. We honor all kinds of stuff. We honor, Lord... uh, but there's one sure foundation that we always need to honor. That is the word of God the this word morning. God. And so we want to honor that this morning. Genesis chapter 12, beginning in verse 1. The word of God for the people of God. Verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abraham departed as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Amen, amen, amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, mighty God, touch this word. I pray in the name of Jesus that it will be deposited in our heart, that we will be changed, that we will be touched, that the power of God, Lord, will be here, dear God, for us to grasp a hold of the word and for the word, almighty God, to be made, dear Father, productive in our lives. In the name of Jesus, be with us, bless us, and we, dear God, will bless you in all that you do in this place here this morning. In the mighty name of Jesus, and everybody said... Before you see to turn around and tell two or three people, say, he's got a promise for you. This morning, for the next few moments, I want to speak on this topic. A generational promise. A generational promise. Brother and sister, I want you to be able to get a hold of this. And, and I'll be honest, I'm going to take you, to be honest, I could be able to take you till now, till tonight. Going through scripture and being able to really dissect and show you this generational promise that God wants to be able to deliver in your life. Why? Because there's a pattern that's been set out. This morning, I don't have a whole lot of time to be able to go all the way through Scripture, but I do want to show you the very beginning and an example of kind of what, what God wants to be able to do in your life. You see, our walk with the Lord is an all-encompassing transition. We are in motion. We are in movement. We are moving away from bondage and sin. And we're moving toward a sanctified lifestyle and a promised land where we can be blessed. Where we can not only be blessed, but where we can be able to be a blessing. 
A place where we can be the most effective in our calling and where we can find contentment, where we can find happiness as we find our place where God has placed us. Every child of God may be in different places in their journey. But every child of God must take this journey. Let me just, let me say that again. Every child of God may be at a different place in this journey. But hear me, brother and sister. But every child of God must take this journey. Why? Because in this journey, you find out who you are. And you find out who God is. You find out what God is capable of doing. You find out how God is able to use you in the most effective way possible. See, brother and sister, the children of Israel had to take this journey in in the Old Testament. But in this journey, it is defined as who they were. It defined them as who God was. This journey became a foundation of a fresh season of God revealing Himself as a redeeming God, yet a judging God. As a loving, yet jealous God. As a demanding, but helpful God. As an all-powerful, yet an all-empowering God. See, brother and sister, all these things we find out comes from the journey. See, brother and sister, understand something. You don't take the journey. You don't find that place. There's a lot of people in 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 the church today, in 2017, with the Word of God all over the place. You can find it everywhere. If you want to watch it on television, listen to the radio, listen on the internet, want to read about it, you can find it everywhere. But there is such a, just so much lethargy in the body of Christ today. And so much, in so many churches, so many people. You know, I've come to this realization that they say that there is literally, you're talking about 15% to 20%. Of all the work that is done in a church is done by that 15 or 20 percent. The 80 percent do very little. Now why is that? Because I really believe this, they have not found their place. They have not been able to either, they have not taken the journey to begin to find that place. Or either they've just stopped looking for the place along the journey. Brother and sister, understand something. It is one thing to be able to not begin the journey. It's another thing to begin the journey but get lost in the middle of it. Come on, somebody. Brother and sister, this morning for just a few moments though, I want to encourage you and I want to be able to just put a little challenge before you. Because brother and sister, there is a promise that God wants to begin in your life. He wants to be able to begin a journey, a sequence of movement that allows you to be able to find your best place where your best person is that you have and exactly what God is able to do in you that begins to work His best work in you. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you. Hallelujah. Woo. Brother and sister, there's one thing about it that I have found, and that is this. You put me back in the back like Sister Lori in figuring out craft projects for kids, guess what? No kids going to come back next week. Why? Because it was, if they do, it's because whoever's going back there with me is excellent. Why? Because I have zero crafting ability. What will end up happening is what I'm good at, and that is this. Let's play something gross. Come on. Let's play something gross. Let's see how many kids we can make throw up right here on this stage right here. For those of you that don't know, I've been a youth pastor for a long time. Do camps up here, run around with kids, make them do all kinds of crazy stuff, have a lot of fun with them. That's because that's just who I am. But if you were to try to be able to come to a place, but understand something, brother and sister, I have taken years to be able to figure out things in my life. But if you were in a position where you just stop searching and you stop looking, what then begins to happen is this. You come to a place that you are not able to find the full contentment of what God wants to work in you. So you lose that contentment in yourself. And then you also lose the effectiveness that you could be. Why? Because I just stopped in the journey. And brother and sister, understand something. There's a place that God wants to bring us to a transition. Because he wants to bring out the best in us. Look at your neighbor and say, the best in you. Go on, look at your other neighbor and say, the best in you. Look at yourself and say, the best in me. That's what God wants to be able to bring out in you. But understand something, this promise of making their lives a one of importance and to make them a blessing is not one that is given to just one special person. Let me say that again. This promise is not a promise that give, God gives to just a special person. Okay? This special person, he's super spiritual. You know, I, you know, can I get real for just a moment? You know, we do this all the time. We'll get to a position where we're like, well, that is for that person because they are so super spiritual. We'll immediately excuse ourselves from so much that God wants to do in us because we'll immediately begin to throw our faults and all of our failures up. And we say, you know, that's got to be for somebody else. Why? Because look at who I am. And look how spiritual they are. Can I just share something with you, brother and sister? Understand this. This promise of what God wants to work in you is not something that He gives to just a special person. Brother and sister, what He does is, it is a promise that is a generational promise. That means, brother and sister, it doesn't come to just one special person. But year after year, generation after generation, He's looking for anybody that will just be willing to step out in faith with Him. If you don't feel like clapping, then say glory to God, hallelujah, whoop to glory. Do something, Lord have mercy. I'm being quiet up in here this morning. So understand, brother and sister, God has a promise that he wants to give to this generation. Yes, this generation of churchgoers too. Yes, amen. There's a pattern that begins, you begin to look at throughout scripture. It's a pattern that is constantly repeating. It is ongoing. 
where God is looking to make promises of blessings and to make their lives into something that is a blessing to many. That can change lives and change generations and change communities, change counties. If we will just engage with the promise. What is that promise? We just read it in Genesis chapter 12. In Genesis chapter 12, we find a promise to Abraham. This promise, and we've talked about Abraham a a month or so ago and talked a lot about Abraham. And it made me begin to look, and made me begin to look at a lot of other things where this, this message began to be birthed, and that is this. Brother and sister, yes, we've talked many things about Abraham over the past month, but let me just share something with you. In our text, we begin to find that God is asking Abraham to come into a covenant with him, a set of promises that he wants to be able to give to Abram. And if you will look in this passage of Scripture, brother and sister, one of the things that blesses my heart is this. There is very limited background information on who Abraham is. It's very limited. The only thing that we really know about him, and that is this, is that we know that Abram is Terah's son, He's a native of the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. He lived in the city of Iran and he was married to Sarah and she was barren. That's what we know about Abram. But something in the middle of all of this boringness, all of a sudden the Lord says, I see something in you. Let's yeah. say, hear me, brother and sister. It does not matter what kind of boringness, what kind of Just what you would think is nothing more than just mediocre. Just nothing more than just what is average. No matter what is just like anybody else. But brother and sister, understand something. God is still able to, if you will just begin to exhibit a little bit of, yes, Lord, I will go. He can be able to take you from where you are at and begin to move you into a brand new direction and do something in your life that you can't even begin to imagine. Yes. 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 That's what he's able to do. And that is what we find here. Abram hears the Lord and he says, you want me to get out and you want me to follow you and you're going to make something of me. You're going to make me a blessing. You're going to make me great. You're going to make a nation out of me. You're going to make. And Abram said, yes, Lord, I will take that promise. But to realize something, the only thing that Abram was asked of God to do was one thing. Just come on and take a journey with me. Yeah. Brother and sister, as we stated uh, you know, a month ago, brother and sister, understand something. God wants to be able to work in you, but hear me, He has to have a willing partner yes. to work with. The Lord will never just do this. Come on, get, 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 get. Okay? The Lord will never go, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Hurry, 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 I got to get you over here. Okay? Alright, now this time, now listen, sometimes the Lord moves fast with us, but realize this, the Lord will never ever drag you along. The Lord is never going to come in a position where he goes, okay, you don't want to go? But then guess what? You know what? No. Come on! Now, you know what the Lord will do? He will work on you. He will say, come on, 
He may break things around you. Yeah. But you know what? He can never, ever be able. He's come to a place that, listen to this, the most awesome God in the world Amen. looks at you and comes to a place that he loves you to a point that he says this, you have a choice. You have a choice. And in the midst of that choice, he says this, if you will willingly come with me, I will show you great and mighty things. But if you are in a position where he will say, you know what? No, 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 no. I don't want to go. You know what the Lord will do? He will sit to a point and he will say, come on, come on. But you're like, no, 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 no. You want to hear you say, okay, I'm going to work on you. But I got other things to be able to do. He'll work on you. He'll come back and say, you ready now? Are you ready now? Are you ready now? And he'll say, okay, well, I'm going to keep on working on you. And he'll go and work and he'll come back. Are you ready now? Are you ready now? Brother and sister, understand something. This is the thing that makes so many Christians completely and totally miserable. Why? Because they are in a position where God is working with them. But guess what? They're like going, no! We're in this position where God is like going, come on, come on, trust me, trust me. And we're like going, no, no, ah. And what happens is this, God is in a position where he's saying, come on, baby, come on, baby. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? And we are miserable. Why? Because we have never allowed God to really work in our lives. And the Lord is just saying, if you will trust me and you'll walk with me, I will make you into something that is a blessing, that is great, that changes lives, that changes direction. So come on and walk with me. Walk with me. Sister, let God lead you. You may not understand. This is the thing, brother and sister, when it comes to a lot of things where people freak out about, like baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, uh, all kinds of things, miracles and the working of all kinds of stuff. and walking, that People freak out. Why? Because many times you're like going, oh! And the Lord's like going, come on, baby. And you're like going, no, 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 no. No, 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 no. Yeah. Like, come on and worship the Lord. Worship the Lord. No, 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 no. You're sneaky, Pastor. You're going to get me started lifting a hand. Next thing you know, I'm going to be crying. Next thing you know, I may jump. You just, you're sneaky. No, I'm not sneaky. But what I'm wanting you to be able to do is this. God is wanting to be able to take you on a journey. But the moment that you come to place it, you dig in your heels and you're like going, no, you stop right there. God will never drag you along. What he will do is say, come with me and he will leave footprints, not drag marks. Yes. Come on, somebody. God leaves footprints. He does not leave drag marks. Some of you, God's been trying to drag you. You're like, no. God says, My, no, if you will just walk with me, I've got something for you. I can be able to change your direction. I can change your environment. I can change everything about you if you'll just walk with me. So stop dragging your feet and walk with me. And that's what the Lord was asking Abraham. He said, walk with me. 
You know what Abraham did? He walked with him. And guess what? God began to develop in Abram something that was great. That still to this day affects us. But understand something, brother and sister. Realize something. That this was not a special promise that was given just to Abram. Why? Because 400 years later, guess what? There's another guy that enters enters the scene. We find him in Exodus chapter 3. Okay? Exodus chapter 3. Then Moses said to God. Yes, his name is Moses. Look here in verse 13. Exodus chapter 3, verse 13. Hold just a second. Give him just a second to be able to look. Or y'all going to use the cheat sheet behind me. Hallelujah. All right. Verse 13. Then Moses said to God, Indeed, when I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you, and they say to me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? And God said to Moses, I am who I am. And he said, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. Moreover, God said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this is my memorial to all generations. Go and gather the elders of Israel together and say to them, The Lord God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, of Isaac, and of Jacob, appeared to me, saying, I have surely visited you and seen what is done to you in Egypt. Time out. Listen very carefully. Listen to what he says here. And that is this. This is my name. And it is a memorial to what? All generations. generations. Listen very carefully, brother and sister, to all generations. The Lord was in a position where he is giving a promise to Moses. And in this promise, he is saying this. I have seen what is going on. I'm about to do something that is about to go on. And Moses says this. But who are you? And Moses is in a position where, you know what? We all have been there. Where God is dealing with us. And He is doing something in our life. And we're in a position where we are... Yeah, just keep that Bible there. I may need you a few more times. We may be in a position where that we are in a position where we're like going, Hold up, God. Hold up, God. You're wanting me to go where? Hold up. Just, he's like, where want, you want me to go where? But hold it, God. Who, hold it, first of all. Who are you one more time? You know what the Lord begins to do? He begins to reach in because Moses hasn't shut him down. Moses is asking, okay, God, I'm, I can understand, but you know, tell me a little bit about who you are. And you know what God begins to do? He yeah. begins to share to Moses who he is. Yeah. Yes. Yes. This is the thing, brother. Whenever you shut down God immediately and go, No, I'm not moving. What begins to happen is God can't be able to move you forward to begin to reveal who He really is to you. And the moment that you just let God begin to show you who He is, it begins to change the entire dynamic of the conversation. All of a sudden it comes to a place, no I can't, no I can't. And it begins to come to a position of, yes I can, yes I can, yes I can. Why? Because it's all about us finding out who God is. 
And so that's a situation that we find ourselves in. Many of us, as we begin to follow God, we get in these seasons where we just kind of lock down on God. And all of a sudden, when we lock down on God, we never move forward in God. Why is it? Because we're in a position where the Lord wants to begin to reveal Himself to you. I'd almost be scared to ask, out of all of us, if I was to walk up to you and just say on a personal level, what has God begun to show Himself to you recently? And we'll immediately begin to reach back to, well, you know, I remember when the Lord, you know, whenever He forgave me of my sins. Okay, you know Him as Savior. What else do you know Him as? Ooh, come on, somebody. Well, who else do you know Him as? Sister Paula knows him as a great physician. Why? Because she's been deathbed sick. But guess what? God has a way of being able to heal, baby. Do you understand something? Whenever we come in a position where we begin to allow God to begin to reveal to us and begin to work in us, He begins to show Himself more to us. And all of a sudden, we begin to begin to believe God for more and more and more. Why? Because God is showing more and more and more of who He is. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. See, brother and sister, this is the powerful thing about this promise, and that is this. The Lord will never put you to a position that He will say, yes, I want to bless you. But it's not, okay, I want to bless you, now you move on. He says, no, 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 no. If you will just follow me, even as he told Mo Abram, even as he told Moses, and he said, if you will just follow me, I will show you who I am. I will stretch out my power to you. I will enable you. I will bless you. I will make you great. I can be able to do something powerful in your life. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Finish reading. Let me, let me just read just a little bit more. Read just a little bit more. Go ahead. And I have said, I will bring you up out of the affliction of Egypt to the land of the Canaanites and the Hittites and the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Hevites and the Jebusites to a land flowing with milk and honey. Time out. Realize, look at what he says in verse 17. And I will. Yes. Understand who's talking. That's not Moses talking. Guess who's talking? Jehovah God. Jehovah God is talking. He's saying, Moses, I'm asking you to step out from where you are and to move in a journey with me. But guess what? You're not going by yourself. Oh, sweet Jesus. I will go with you and I will do even as he said, Abraham. Read verse 18. Go ahead and read. Read. Look at this. Then they shall heed your voice, and you shall come, you and the elders of Israel, to the king of Egypt, and you shall say to him, The Lord God of the Hebrews has met with us, and now, please, let us go three days' journey into the wilderness that we may sacrifice to the Lord our God. But I am sure that the king of Egypt will not let you go, no, not even by a mighty hand. Hold up right there. What did he just say? Verse 19, this is still the Lord saying, talking to Moses. He says, guess what, Moses? He's probably not going to let you go. Not even by a mighty hand. What is, he about to, what is he saying? Moses, I've already told you, I'm going to bring you up. Guess what? I'm going to be involved. 
I'm going to stretch your hand out, my hand out, and I'm going to begin to work in the situation. But guess what? There may be obstacles. It may not come easy all the time. But what is he saying? My hand is still going to be all up in the middle of it. Lord have mercy, I'm about to take a Pentecostal fit across this building. Realize, brother and sister, it may not come easy all the time. There may be seasons where you are literally in the firing line, man. Where it seems like everywhere you look, there's something else firing at you. Some other problem, some other situation, some other problem, whatever it may be. But brother and sister, understand something. If you are moving forward where God is calling you and you will not get stuck, God says this, I will keep my hand even in the midst of the problem and I will change it. My God in heaven. Thank you, Jesus, this morning. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. Look at this. Look at continue. Listen on. Listen on. So I will stretch out my hand Woo-hoo. and strike Egypt with all my wonders, which I will do in its midst. And after that he will let you go. And I will give this people favor in the sight of the Egyptians, and it shall be when you go that you shall not go out empty-handed. My Lord have mercy. He says one more time, I'm going to stretch out my hand. And though the chaos may be growing great, but if you're following me, if you're following me and I've got you, realize that with one hand, I will hold your hand. But the other hand, I'm going to reach out into the chaos. I'm going to reach out in the circumstance. And I'm going to see God do a work in our... My Lord, have mercy. Some of us have been so busy trying to just freaking out about all kinds of circumstances, all kinds of situations. But realize something, brother and sister. The Lord says this, that it will never ever all the time be easy. But in the midst of your chaos, in the midst of your circumstance, my hand is still in the middle of it. And I can be able to change it in Jesus' name. Some of you can be need to take that home with you this morning. Some of you have been struggling with all kinds of issues, struggling with all kinds of problems, trying to live, trying to be able to figure it all out in your own head. But hear me, brother and sister, there comes a time where you just need to trust the hand that guides you and realize that God's other hand is in the middle of everything. Working it for our good, according to Romans chapter 8 and verse 28. Woo, Lord have mercy. I done told myself, you're not going to get happy this morning, Pastor Tim. You got, to, you got a long way to go, and you got a lot of promise to tell. But brother, I can't help but get a little excited. Why? Because God is for me. He is not against me. He is for me, and He's working all things out for my happy others. Ooh, Lord, have mercy. I just realize something. It doesn't just stop with Moses. Because guess what happens? In Joshua chapter 1, I don't even have time to even really get into it too much. In Joshua chapter 1, guess what happens? Moses dies. And guess what? Joshua walks into that same promise. Oh, Lord. Let me read this. Joshua chapter 1. Sister Jane, one more time. Read for me this morning. Moses, my servant, is dead. 
Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, you and all this people, to the land which I am given to them, the children of Israel. Catch this. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon, I have given you, as I said to Moses. Time out. Realize, brother and sister, if the tread of your feet, so what he said. Yes, sir. Every place that the sole of your foot will tread upon. So let me tell you something, brother and sister. If the only thing you're doing is, no, Jesus, no, Jesus. Come on, come on, come on. No, Jesus, no, Jesus. Guess what? The only thing that you've got that God's given you is just what you're standing on. But you know what we'll do? We'll go, oh Lord, it's just so difficult. Oh Lord, why have you forsaken me? Oh Lord, it's so hard. Oh Lord. But yeah, you know what? We'll look at the whole thing and the Lord is going, hello. I'm the one that's trying to get you out of it and you're holding on for dear love for everything. Ah! Maybe it's time that we walk on in Jesus' name. It's time for us to be able to see God do something real. Because, brother and sister, if you want to stay where you've always been, then stay, but don't complain to God when you get tired of the scenery that you're at. Come on and step out in Jesus' name. And let's walk on. Let's walk on and see God do something awesome in this place. Let's walk on this morning. Oh, stand your feet and come on and give God some glory in this house. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Brother and sister, that's the whole thing about God. I want to leave you with this thought and I got to finish. Listen to this. This is what Jesus says. When he looks in Matthew chapter 8, or excuse me, in Matthew chapter 4, verse 18. Jesus, I could show you person after person that the promise falls to throughout the Old Testament. But in Matthew chapter 8, listen to what Jesus says. When Jesus Himself looks at Peter and He looks at Andrew, His brother, and He tells them as He sees them casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Verse 19. Then He said to them, Follow Me and I will make you Fishers of men. Listen to what they said. They immediately left their nets and they followed Jesus. Don't complain about the scenery if you're not ready to be able to walk in Jesus' name. See, brothers and sisters, there are some of us in this building this morning, we've been so discouraged in our situations and our circumstances. Brother and sister, why we've been so discouraged is because we've been in the same place for too long. We've been in that same experience with who God is. We have not had a chance to step out and to begin to see God begin to reveal fresh new insights in our life. We've lived off the insights of other people for a while. And God says this, I want to move you forward in your walk with God. I want to move you forward 
in ministry. I want to move you forward to see great things in your life. But all that you need to do, brother and sister, don't worry about the destination. Just worry about following the Lord this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus, right now, Almighty God, across this building, I thank you for your presence. I thank you for your touch. I thank you right now, Almighty God, Lord, in this place, in this time, in this moment, that, dear God, Lord, that we respond to a very simple promise. This promise that, Lord, if we will just follow you, that you will begin to work in our lives. That you will begin to see, dear God, we'll begin to see new revelations, new, dear God, things in our life. So in the name of Jesus, right now, Almighty God, Lord, let us step out, I pray. And let us come to that place, Almighty God, this morning. That we begin to, dear God, Lord, begin to realize and begin to come to a place that we recognize, Lord, that you have great things in store for us. It doesn't matter what that we have done. It doesn't matter anything else, what our past is, whatever it may be. But in the name of Jesus, right now, Almighty God, Lord, we pray, Lord, that every excuse falls to the ground. And that, dear God, right now, Lord, we experience you in power. In the name of Jesus, I tell you, you're right here across this building. And you'll say, Pastor Tim, I've heard the word of God this morning. I felt the presence of the Lord. I have felt Him here in worship. I felt Him all day long. And you are in this place and you say, Pastor Tim, I need to walk on with Jesus. I've been living in a position where that I've been just bogged down with sin in my life. You've been in a position where there's sin and you know what? It's even ever before you this morning. Sin is ever before you. There's issues, there's things, there's problems in your life. But this morning, I wanted to share something with you. You don't have to live in sin. There's a freedom that's found in Christ Jesus. If you're here and you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you've never accepted Him. You say, Pastor Tim, I want to know this Jesus. I want to know this Jesus. If that's you right now, I want you to just lift up your hand. I've never asked Jesus to come into my life. I've never accepted Him as my Lord and Savior. But yet, this is your moment. This is your time. If that's you right now, in the name of Jesus, lift a hand. I want to pray with you. In the name of Jesus. Well, then, brother and sister, this is what I want to ask you. How many of you here would say, Pastor Tim, I've got stuff going on in my life. I've got circumstances. You know what? Life is busy. Life can be difficult. I've got stuff going on in my life. I want you to just lift a hand up. I've got stuff going on in my life. Man, stuff's been just wearing me out recently I got stuff going on in my life if that's you I want you to look up to the Lord right now and just say Lord I'm not going to let it hinder me anymore in Jesus name I'm going to walk on I'm going to walk on Maybe if you're here this morning, you say, Pastor Tim, I've been stuck in the same place. I recognize it. I've been stuck in the same place, but I want to walk on. If that's you, I want you to throw a hand up in the air and say, Lord Jesus, I've been stuck, but I want to walk on in Jesus' name. I'm ready to take this promise, and I'm ready to walk on right now in Jesus' name. Right now, in the name of Jesus. If you answer to those invitations this morning, I'm going to ask you to actually step out and walk in the name of Jesus. Come on, right now, across this building. We're going to have a time. We're just going to just, come on, right now, across this building. Come on, step. If that's you that answer those, those questions, I want you to just step out right now. Step out and come on and walk on in.